We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast, presented by Twisted T. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We'll talk some more Ole Miss as they head into Georgia Tech. This weekend, or hosting Georgia Tech this weekend, 6.30 Saturday for uh, that. Looked at Hayes King a little, Haynes King a little bit up on the uh, board this morning. You can go see that as they have, uh, they played one meaningful game. They lost to Louisville 39-34 before they knocked out South Carolina State last week in Atlanta. Looked at some NFL stuff, so we'll have a day with you here today. Thanks to the people in the stream already. Podcast brought to you by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Catering this weekend. Again, they got specials on a couple slabs of ribs. They've got um, tons of side items, desserts, vegetables, pulled pork. Buy that by the pound. Take care of your tailgate this week. That's an awesome way to uh, do it as well. Tons of different options there with Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. You call ahead. They'll have it packed up, ready to go for you. Also, you know about the beer cave. You can go in, get your alcoholic beverages for the weekend, whether you're tailgating or you're just watching football all day there in the comfort of your own home. Let them help you out there with Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. I'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102. Just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow, the Campbell Clinic provides full service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or uh, call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, um, really not a ton of Ole Miss news as they head into the week. Everybody keeps asking about Harris. Um, 
as we have discussed many, many times, Lincoln yes. is not big on uh, injury reports and giving the the uh, the general or the minutia of uh, what is going on with any play, his, any of his players from an injury standpoint. Uh, Harris has been has had a left leg. By the that, way, I'm uh, Team yeah. Brian Kelly on this. What's that? With so much emphasis now on betting and sports betting okay. and all of that. This is the, we're pro sports. Mm-hmm. Well, in pro sports, they put out an injury report. Okay? They put out an injury report in pro sports. 100%. Um, the, 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 I, I'm team Brian Kelly here. I, I, think you, I think because of how much money is out there and how much potential influence is out there, I think you, I think you should absolutely take the nefarious secret part of it out and go hey this this guy's out this guy's doubtful this guy's i don't i, I don't I, people do the hipaa thing I, that really doesn't hold up under scrutiny hipaa is only with a doctor it right. has nothing that they, they they misuse hipaa and ferpa so often yes. just to say it because nobody right. ever challenges them on it that yeah. it just it's it's ferpa is more complicated but hipaa yeah. has no bearing whatsoever it's I, I if i did it and I've always wanted to kind of do it. I've wanted to not challenge. That's not the right word, but have a conversation when Kiffin goes, we're pro sports to point out, well, you're not. I mean, but it would come across as me being such an ass that it would probably cost us a thousand subscribers because people love him. And I get it. You should. He's done a great job. But I think he's wrong on this. And I think Kelly's right. I think they should absolutely put injury stuff out. This is not a media take, by the way. I don't care. Whatever. He's either going to play or he's not. Right. And he, he wasn't at practice. He's not playing. But we, we do this thing, and from a betting standpoint, what it does is it opens you up for like people inside Vegas to pay off people inside your building for inside information. Well, that happens 100%. It's 100% happens. Yes, that 100% happens. You can absolutely bet there are at least two people inside the Ole Miss building who are receiving money from gambling-type people for inside information. No question. And now the issue you have and where it takes so much extra is that even injury reports in the NFL are collectively bargained where you can't you can't be a jerk about it. You have to be fairly accurate yeah. with the with the classification. Or you're fined. Correct. Heavily. Yeah. And yeah. How that works at the college level is not It's the problem. Doable. It's again, it's why I, I I wrote about it in in 10 thoughts. I'll probably write about it again and again and again. It's the pushback that I'm, maybe there's other people. I just don't hear them do it when they go, well, college sports are like pro sports. I'm like, except for the fact that they're nothing like pro sports. Well, the players get paid. Yeah, okay, but it's like renegade. There is no, there. there's no, pro sports are very structured. Mm-hmm. College sports lack all structure. It's why the NCAA pushed back on the Mac Brown thing yesterday. And I was like, you're right. I, I've been saying this all along. They're right. Oh, what'd they say? Well, they're like, you asked for this. Yeah. You basically all signed off on this, and now we're enforcing it, and you're losing your mind, and you're accusing us of all these things, and we're just doing what you told us to do. What You're part of the NCAA. They're right. I mean, I hate the NCAA, the entity in Indianapolis, because I think yeah. they're like full of you-know-what. But again, you grant the second transfer. Oh, what's to stop you from granting the third transfer? Okay, well, he's got mental health. His, his grandmother's sick. Do you know how many grandmothers are sick? I mean, people get sick as they get older. The NCAA issue is they still, in their determination to ban second transfers, left this huge, weird loophole with no clear evidence. Yes. That's the problem. Right. 
but that was negotiated. Yeah, but well, okay, but now we're getting into minutia of the but. Right, like, of course, and you knew that you knew that would happen. I'm of the opinion that you you have to do it hardcore. It's either you can't transfer a second time without sitting a year, or they're unlimited transfers. We have no rules. Either one, I'm fine with it. I don't understand some of the random rules. Basketball players can leave after one year, but if you play baseball, you have to stay three. Why? Make that make sense. There's so many weird things. What ends up ha- what, what the, the the funny part of it, and the interesting part, and again, it's not like we go chase every injury thing. And as Neil said, he's going to play or he's not. He's going to play it in Alabama or he's not going to play. It is what it is. But in general, when you are this locked down as Lane is, you're allowing the vacuum to be filled and of people course. to try to find out anything they can find, and it runs rampant and wild. And maybe they don't care, but that's what happens. Well, and because you and I have talked about this before, it's interesting. There are people, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in particular. I'm not even talking about the Ole Miss beat. Just in general, there are people in our field, whatever that means anymore, who will not say the words, I don't know. That, in their words, emasculates them. In their minds, I think, emasculates them a little bit. It takes away their 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 following, their authority. Well, if you don't if you don't know, maybe you're not connected anymore. Well, no, no one's no one's super connected at Ole Miss to this football staff. Nobody. And so, I'll tell you. I mean, I I have information. I don't know if it's accurate. I've heard it fairly consistently from people who are typically accurate. Do I have it where I could, quote, report, hey, Harris is out X weeks? No, I don't. I don't have that. Why? Because I don't know why I do this to myself, but in my world, probably because where I just grew up, the whole deal in journalism, could I pass this past an editor? The answer is no. And so, you know, I could write, hey, I've heard this. Kiffin, Kiffin says they don't discuss injuries. Okay, well, that doesn't get me anywhere. And then if I'm wrong... Well, I look like an idiot. So I don't want to. Be, I don't want to be wrong. You're in the same boat, and it's it's that. And it's where the message boards create so much middle ground because you do have the ability to go, "Hey, look," you know, and you're couching it in so many different ways, and you're taking you're 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 wanting to make sure everybody who reads it understands this real narrow lane you're trying to explain. You're doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it just gets complicated. The one thing I feel certain about is that Trey Harris has told people. I have multiple people telling me this from sure. Trey Harris specifically that he has a grade two MCL injury. Okay. I have photo evidence because people are whatever in this world <laughs> of Harris having a wrap thing on his left leg that appeared to be quite thick. I- I've heard it referenced as a quote cast, but that feels too strong. But whatever this is, is yeah. it was very thick and a thing on his right, his left leg. It looked to be something that was restricting movement. hundred percent. Yes, that's yes. fair. Yes. Um, <laughs> so here's what happens. I take that. Had also heard that he had had some plasma therapy, which a lot of times is used to try to heal and quicken and things. Correct. Um, and this is this is the point we're making as we get this. Everybody's getting there. Is that the thought process from what he had told people and whatnot was out for tech, obviously. Nobody's even discussing this week. He's not playing against Georgia Tech. Right. Whether or not there could be any reps against Alabama and then back for LSU. That was the 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 optimistic thought has been going around people who have been in contact or been around the injury of of of, of Trey Harris. Okay. Yeah. Um the other thing was again he'd had the plasma therapy. Well, 
people I know that know these things said that <laughs> if you're trying to get someone back really, really, really quickly, plasma therapy is actually a hindrance, not a help, because it is very, very difficult quickly, like early, and it then forces it helps you, to you take down a step, road. It makes you take a step backward to take a giant leap forward. Yes. But you have to take the step backward. That's So re- it that's didn't required. link up, at least per this opinion, it did not link up that he would have ability to come back in two to two and a half weeks and have the plasma treatment. So again, already right there, we're going, okay, well, something's wrong. Yeah, right. We're, I'm explaining thought process to you guys, not necessarily even reporting or anything else, but I do believe the MCL grade too. I, I do believe that to be true. But beyond that, we're all just waiting. All just waiting. That's where we are. Yeah. And I was at practice for the six minutes, maybe that we were allowed to view yesterday. MCL recovery time for a grade two, if there's no additional damage, is two to four weeks. But again, that's that doesn't coincide with, hey, we're going to put some plasma and we're really going to knock this thing. So that's what I'm saying. And then you have to ask, has he had a procedure? And if he's had a procedure... And I feel like that's almost a guarantee, yeah. yes. So how long does it take to heal from that? And who did the procedure? And, and it's not even healing. It, it's pain. It's laxicity. It, it's yeah. or laxity. It's, well, it's, it's, and, and do it's, you come back as effective as you were when you were healthy? Yeah. In, injections. It's all right. these different things. You know, so, I mean, different people recover different ways. Different people handle pain different ways. Yeah. The, the injury apparently occurred on the first play. He finished the drive, but it was on the first play. Okay. He was hit on the first play and then yeah, came out after the third play, and that was it. So he only played that first series. Yeah. Caught the touchdown, and that was the last time he was on the field all day. He was already hurt before the touchdown. Correct. Gotcha. Yes. Apparently, that is that is the case. Again. Adrenaline gets you for a little little ways. Yeah, and, yeah, you're in and whatever. And then, yeah, and and then you come out. And you, and you think you just got something. Okay, I got hit. And then it starts swelling, and it gets stiff, and... You like I you said, by problem. the by early second quarter, he didn't even have his helmet. Like yeah. it was all hey. So at practice yesterday, and all we saw was the part where the offense is kind of going against air at half speed. Okay. Franklin was out there wearing a Zakari Franklin wearing a black no contact jersey. I didn't see him taking any reps. Now he was standing there. Did he take three hundred reps later in practice? Could have. I wasn't there. Did he take none? It's possible. I don't know. I wasn't there. I did not see Caden Priestcorn. Doesn't mean that he wasn't down on the field waiting for them to get there because they were warming up inside the Manning Center and then going outside to practice. We did not have any access to the outside practice. Did he practice the whole time outside? Maybe. I don't know. Anyone who wrote a practice report off yesterday made stuff up. Other than they really stretched their hamstrings. Really got stretched. And it was nice and cool inside the Manning Center before they went outside. Was it? It was it was quite cold, in fact. Oh, it was cold? I was chilly. Really? Yes. Did you take a sweater? I did not. Pull over? I, I probably will the next time. Really? A little bit. Okay. That's fine. Uh, the question was, did he look improved? He looked exactly like he did last week. He he might Sakari Franklin. Yeah, he stood. He Judkins was, was in black yesterday. Judkins was in black, but he was taking reps. I think he's fine. Yeah. He he, he was, got a little banged up in some way on Saturday. It did not appear to be prohibitive. 
at all. Um, after I, something hurt. I've heard ribs, but I yeah. don't know that to be the case. Someone may have been referring to getting some ribs like at the Oxford Exxon. I and don't the, know. And the black jersey probably was indicating of, hey, get anywhere near him and we will we will hurt you. So, yeah, just, hey, reminder, he's in black. Don't, don't, don't thud him. Yes. He was taking reps. Franklin was not taking reps. But Please. again, this was against air at about half speed. <laughs> it wasn't even full go. I mean, if I were writing a practice report, the highlight of it would have been Michael Trigg made a, a nice catch. Did he? He kind of had to jump up to catch a pass. He caught it? He did appear to catch the ball. He's very athletic. Nobody was guarding him at the time. But he's very athletic. He is athletic. In a sport full of athletes, he is athletic, yes. Priest Corn. Yeah, I did not see him. You did not see Priest Corn. Again, as I was reading. So what does that mean, Neil? It, it just means that in those six, seven minutes, he was not there. That's what it means. Literally, that's it. I have a hard time believing any of the three are playing this week again. And I don't think it has anything to do with hiding them from from Alabama and all that stuff. I don't. I think if if they were available to play, they'd play because you want to build continuity offensively. The idea of, hey, let's break out these two guys against Alabama for the very first time and hope that there's chemistry and that they're ready to go, hmm, pretty risky. If they could play, I think he would want them to play some. Yeah, get some reps. You want reps. You want to get the stuff out of the air. Are you taking you taking tech to cover on Saturday with the sandwich game and the injuries and it just I I'm kind of inclined to take tech to cover. Tech scored thirty four points against Louisville, so it tells me they're gonna get twenty against Ole Miss. Is Ole Miss gonna score forty points? They could. I don't know. I think the line's about right. What nineteen and a half is what we're going with. That's yeah. it's about right. It's somewhere between a 17 and a 21 point yeah, game. Yeah, the game is in no way in danger, and yet that's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. I mean, that's like the Texas A&M line with ULM, 33 points. That's a lot of points. Is that what it was? Yeah, so if ULM scores 14 points, you got to score 47 to push it. That's a lot of points. Uh. Georgia Tech is without their second best wide receiver on Saturday, Chase Lane. He transferred from Texas A&M with Haynes King to Georgia Tech. He uh, had some injury. I don't know, but he is he is not playing right. the, uh, for the Jackets on uh, on Saturday. I actually did not realize Haynes King had never played against Ole Miss. We've been around him so long that I was like, oh, really? I haven't actually seen him play. Yeah, he didn't play last year. No, it was Calzada and then Wegman yeah. the two years. Yeah. And then they didn't play in 20 because of the – what about he was dead? Yeah, mass issues that there were going was so, around. At that so point. much there was so much pestilence. Kellen Mond was injured, so they couldn't play the game. So much pestilence. Um How's Kellen? Did Kellen survive that? He lived through it? Kellen was fine anyway. They ducked the game. Oh, he, he lived? Uh, apparently. Yes. Okay. They Whew. ducked the game. Man. I mean. He got good at that. Didn't play the bowl game. Just eh, it's good. We're not gonna This will shock you, by the way. There's a study out that uh all the mask wearing meant you inhaled way too much carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Yeah. Did damage. Shocking. I was stunned to read that. Um, let's see. Come back. Took a little more college football. I was trying to think if there was anything more about Georgia Tech, but really there's not. They 
they are what they are. Kelly Quinlan is supposed to be sending me five questions for me to answer, and I'll send five questions back if I can think of them. You don't have five for tech? I mean, I'll come up with them, but no, not really. To me, there's just not a lot of drama here. Ole Miss is going to win the game. Alabama's going to beat USF. I have more interest in the Alabama game, actually, because I want to see what they do with their quarterback situation. You think it's possible they don't play Milrow the whole game? I think it's possible. And now at the same time, if he is your quarterback, you got to get him in there and get reps and go. Yeah. I mean, I'm, if they play Milrow the whole game against USF, I will assume that he will make the start against Ole Miss. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I mean, I'm – Yeah. I'm actually, they have to tip their hand one way or the other on Saturday. This will probably upset some people in the in the stream. Maybe not. I don't know. I think people understand me by now. I'm I'm more interested in the Alabama game Saturday because of that. Yeah. The Ole Miss game. There to, aren't a lot of answers coming from Saturday yeah, for Ole Miss. To me, the Ole Miss game is not particularly interesting. I mean, obviously, they want to continue to improve on defense. They want to do some things to build some confidence defensively. But offensively, it feels like with the guys out that the 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 emphasis is going to be on. Yeah, you want to establish the running game a little bit. You got to get that established, and it sounds like Lane's going to try to. But I have a hard time believing that that Lane's going to say, "Hey, I want to put up a seventy spot on Brent Key at the expense of." No, I don't. I don't think that either. So, you know, you get your win. This get, is the get in, get out game. A little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, this every coach has these throughout the year. And the the admit them in private is, hey, this is just about a win. We're not using any emotional energy here. We're not doing anything. We're not getting them up. Not doing nothing. It, that's not what this is. Yeah, I mean, I think I told. I mean, I've told this. I mean, it was two thousand seven. I think Tuberville told some of us on the field prior to an Ole Miss Auburn game that that was what was going on. Goes, I'm just trying to get out of here. Like, I got somebody next week, and it was like seventeen three final or something, and it was just this sleepy Auburn went over a bad Ole Miss team and. It they is, moved on with their day. It is not possible to get a team to play at peak emotional <laughs> level 12 times. No. Not happening. So you pick some out and hope for the best. Yeah. And you hope to survive the one where the guys are just kind of going there. there. Yeah. So. And I don't think they're that to that point. No, yet. no, 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 not at all. But, you know. Still early. It's a power five game. It's not It's not Mercer. No. The, I mean, the one that has a chance to be the sleepwalk game for Ole Miss is Vandy yeah. here. I mean, just. You know, they would have just come off the Auburn game and all of that stuff and come back to play a Vandy team that probably would be like two and whatever. And It is what it is. You're like, hey, these guys can beat you. And they're like, no, they can't. <laughs> Let's just play. And that ends up being super sloppy. And everybody's like, what does this mean? It just Nothing. means they're human and they weren't motivated. They'll be fine for AM next week. And they'll get up next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, And deep down, the coaches will be like, man, this is awesome because we, yeah. we get to have a film. We can yell at them a little bit. We get money. to have a film day. Yeah. You ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea and packs flavorful punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, Watching at a bar or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate your experiences. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. Let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that feels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Are you ready for the ultimate 
college experience. Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town Oxford is next door to the Ole Miss campus. They offer spacious two, three, four, and five bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort, whether it's a weekend binge watch session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style, cheering on the Rebels with your friends. The community is designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and convenience. So don't break up the gang. Grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, and reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Text their VIP list today. Become the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open. That number is 662-300-3733. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business as a GAF Master Elite contractor that can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. We're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They've got two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered there. It's also a great venue for uh, events. Uh, corporate outings. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? Or are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludeke can help you. He is a uh, longtime Rivals board member. He's a diehard college football fan. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy and put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, contact Andy at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hinder are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures. That will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. I guess also brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're up at night, can't really sleep, you got stuff going on, racing through your mind, therapy can sometimes help. BetterHelp would be a great option for that just trying to fall asleep, but your brain suddenly will not stop. Do so your thoughts start racing right before bed or other inopportune moments? One way to uh, make those go away is to again talk them through. Sometimes uh, what's going on in the middle of the night is something you can face during the day. Therapy gives you a place to do that. Get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime. With no additional charge, you can turn your video on or off, make it what you need it to be. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M-P-W. So all that to say, yeah, they're just trying to get through uh, get through Saturday. I, I saw this in Ole Miss. We mentioned that they probably had the best, on, on paper, best win of the week last week. But um, 
I noticed from our buddy Pat Forty this morning, <laughs> scrolling around a little bit. Okay, he's not even like the top top ten most annoying anymore. You know, we probably wouldn't have said that in like 2016 or 17, but. Pat's fine comparatively to oh. some others that get on my nerves. Pat is fine. He can't hold a candle to like Dennis Dodd or somebody. Come on. Like, I'm not even sure Dennis can hold a candle. Well, okay. But you know what I mean? Yes. I would rather, rather go on like a two day car ride with Pat than like have a dinner with Dennis Dodd, I think. Yes. Pretty sure. Almost, almost get, we, we can talk horse racing or something. We'll be all right. We'll figure it out. Insert your jokes, but <laughs> so anyway, what what I was noticing here is, and we talked about yesterday, the SEC being bad. It's it's fairly remarkable. Um, SEC record against the top twenty five so far: one and four. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss the only win at that. Power five competition period: three and six. Now yeah. again, they played some good team. Blah blah blah, all that stuff. Yeah, but no, not really. As Andy Kennedy once said, "You are what the numbers say you are." It's. That's one of his top three or four quotes. He's not wrong. You are what the numbers say you are. It's not as good as if money the numbers, can't buy happiness, but broke don't buy shit. But if, it, if the it, numbers it, say it, you're fifty pounds overweight, you're fifty pounds overweight. If RPI's on the bubble, by God, you're on the bubble. If the bank account shows that you're in the negative, you're in the negative. <laughs> you can't wish that away. No, it is what it is. So the three the three thirty three winning percentage worst record among Power Five conferences in games against one another Big Twelve four forty four they're four and five the ACC and Big Ten are both five hundred four and four three and three and then the uh, Pac twelve that doesn't exist anymore is actually six and three um, even after losing to Mississippi State and Auburn over the uh, yeah. over the weekend yeah but here's the deal all six of the losses have come by double digits so they're not just losing they're getting popped mm-hmm. in a lot of situations here what does that do down line you know the sec always gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to playoff berths and all that kind of stuff and they deserve it if they won every damn national title yeah, it is sure. what it is of course but there's no real ability and again this is september maybe somebody's better than we think or whatever we've only played two weeks at the moment there's only one game against non-conference top 25 opponents left for the sec and it's missouri hosting 15 kansas state this week that's it Oh. As far as on the schedule. Yeah. Now he missed one. I, I guess that's taking out a couple of the late games because you got Florida, Florida State. Obviously, that is a top 20. Clemson, game. South Carolina yeah, later. But whatever. Point stands. Yeah. I don't think Florida's going to save the SEC's honor there on that uh, on that weekend. No. I think they might be annihilated more likely. But nonetheless, if the sample, what I'm getting at is if the non-conference <laughs> sample size is already set, even when somebody goes crazy through the league, they've lost the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, this, I mean, is this harmful I, to like a Georgia or somebody with a loss into that college football playoff? Is it harmful to? Because like, if Ole Miss finishes ten and two mm-hmm. from a ranking standpoint, they're just going to be ranked high enough to go to the Sugar Bowl. So Agreed. whatever, it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, this really only impacts anybody college football playoff and keeping. To, to me, it's a year later situation. Keeping perception up going into next year. For the 12. You don't want to lose kind of the mighty perception heading into where you need all that benefit of the doubt next season for that 12-team 12, 12 playoff. So here's where it's interesting. Let's say that LSU runs the table just for kicks, okay? Or Alabama. Pick your team. Whichever one you want. LSU or Alabama runs the table. Um. I'll even include Ole Miss in this for a minute. Let's say Ole Miss goes eleven and one. 
No, but that would they'd lose to Georgia twice. They don't count. <laughs> Either Alabama or LSU runs the table and beats Georgia. Okay. I think where this gets interesting is from a conference ranking standpoint, is that enough to hold out a Pac-12 team, a Big Ten team, an ACC team, when those those conferences have better power ratings? The win over Georgia, though, gets you in, unless Georgia falls off the table, because you've got this this computer metric win yeah. just because that is what it is. But I'd, I'd question who got knocked out. Because now, I mean, the Big 12 looks good, right? You got Texas has a win in Tuscaloosa. Kansas State's about to go pop the hell out of Missouri. I realize it's Missouri, but it's still an SEC win. What does the SEC have? What wins does the SEC have that you can hang your hat on right now? Ole Miss, can that SEC team overtake a Florida State or a Texas when those teams have these big no. SEC wins? No. Yeah, that's the it's question. my opinion. I mean, I'm reminded of that scene in For Love of the Game where you know he's out there warming up and he goes out and goes, you're, you're late. I was wondering if you were going to show up. And he goes, have I ever not shown up? And he goes, well, I guess that's true until the first time you don't show up. <laughs> have we, haven't we always, haven't we always been dominant? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, and you are until the first time you're not, and then you're yeah. not. So I don't, you know, I mean, look, I mean, if the one win that the SEC is hanging their hat on is Ole Miss goes down to Tulane and beats Tulane without Michael Pratt, which is what other people outside of the sure. I mean, if I'm Florida State arguing, that's this, your argument today. I'm like, hey, Pratt didn't play, and they yeah. still almost got beat. And the the kid who sucks took him down to the twenty yard line and was a yard short. If he gets it, maybe they win. I mean, right? Yeah. We we kicked LSU's ass. Yeah. If I'm Texas, I'm like, hey, Pratt didn't play. You know that, right? Yeah. We went to Tuscaloosa and we beat. Their yeah, it's ass. a plane of summer. You're going Tulane. Really? Right. We're, we're we're banking on Tulane. Right. That's our yeah sure. You know, I just, I just look at it and go, I don't know. I mean, Grind makes the point. Yeah, I, I agree. Blue bloods can get into their own merit, but the way the world works in college football, it's the purple bloods and the non-blue bloods that need the perception of the league. It's, it's, but it's only four four spots. You got to figure if whoever wins the Big Ten, Michigan, Ohio State, they're getting a spot. Right now, the Pac-12 is a strong league. If you're a 12 and one Pac-12 champ, you're, you're probably in getting in. Yeah, I think that. I think it's not even necessarily about this year. It's if the same thing happened next year, it would be the number one story to talk about. Is going, hey, is that ten and two, nine and three SEC team going to get the same cachet that it normally gets to finish eleventh or twelfth and get into the damn thing? Oh, it's why. That's the question. Look. It's really not about now. It's next, about future. Next summer is going to be the easiest collection of podcasts we've ever done because we'll be able to debate well, what happens if this and this and this. In the meantime, while the world outside of us is probably burning down at that point, we'll be able to talk about a lot of stuff. This year, it's like there's only four spots, man. What if Florida State runs the table in, in an, or, or goes 12-1 and one in a strong ACC? I find the argument of getting two SEC teams, and I, listen, I think it's going to take care of itself because I think the SEC West is going to beat each other up. But in that scenario, I, I think it gets kind of weird. What's your best guess on why the league's bad? Um, Relatively. The portal. Depleted depth. The portal has taken away a lot of the development that SEC schools are were known for. Recruit the best players, develop the best players. Develop okay. them. If it takes two years, it takes two years. Well, now you don't have two years. 
players aren't patient anymore. Players have no patience. Co- coaches aren't patient. Why should they be? I mean, we're Billy Napier is one and a quarter seasons into his tenure at Florida, and people are like, he's he can't do it. One and a quarter seasons in? With the number three ranked recruiting class in the country right now. I mean, that's insane. He's in his second season. But let them go three and nine and see what happens. They give him more time. He's bringing in players. Bringing in players that everybody wants. Does he get more time? I don't know. So what, what happens then? Do you do you bail on that strategy and go heavy JUCO? Ooh. Comment in the stream, quarterback play. They just have worse quarterbacks play than other conferences. Yeah, I mean, it could be. They have worse quarterback play than the pack overall right now. I mean, who in the SEC right now would you call a good quarterback? No, that was my point. Is that I again, yes, no, whatever. Right. Today, the argument is there that Jackson Dart's the best quarterback in the SEC West. Sure. The argument. I mean, Connor Wegman's got an upside, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Jaden Daniels had a hell of a year last year. Sure. But but the point is, I don't know that you – would you call any quarterback in the SEC right now? That's in, my point. So, arguably, the best quarterback in the West is a guy who we're not really talking about, hey, he's going pro at the end of the year. Right. I was going to say, is there any quarterback in the SEC, the entire league, that you look at today and go, he's elite? I don't think so. I mean, a lot of Alabama people are like, is this the end of the Saban era? Is Alabama, have they lost their swagger? I'm like, is it possible they just don't have a quarterback? I mean, is it that simple? What is that simple? And they're, well, I mean, yes, and they're not as dynamic as wide, wide receiver. There's not Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith and those mm-hmm. dudes over there. That, no. that doesn't exist. No. Frankly, their offensive line got manhandled. That doesn't happen. I mean, the, the guy who would be the best receiver on their team transferred. Well, no, he's can't, the, the guy who is the best receiver on their team transferred from Georgia. He did. A lot of reasons. I mean, you know, just kind of things are cyclical. And you look around the league and there's a lot of similarities in teams. They, they've tried to rebuild their offensive lines or their defensive lines via the portal. And that doesn't always work. You don't have a lot of continuity. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. stuff this look the sport has changed dramatically in the last three four years the transfer thing has really changed the game 
It's not the paying the players. It's the transfer thing. It's totally changed the game. It's changed the way you can coach. It's changed your ability to, to, to develop, to slow down a kid and to go, hey, look, we're not gonna, you're not going to play this year. Let's, let's focus on getting better. So it's parity, but actually what's caused the parity is that it's just made the SEC worse, more than it's necessarily made everybody else better. I mean, I don't because they're dealing with the same crap too. I don't know that I study the other leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but I'd have to do a deep dive into like the Big Twelve schools or a deep dive into the Big Ten schools. Like it's only two weeks, but why is the pack better? Why are they good? Well, one one reason is they have pretty good quarterback play. Yeah, that's I mean, you've got Caleb Williams, you've got Michael Penix, you've got Bo Nix, Bo Nix, who's yeah, he's a good quarterback. He's very good. I mean, Bo Nix would be the starter at. Frankly, the kid at Alabama, the kid at Arizona, his team sucks, but the quarterback's pretty decent. Yeah, he was. Competitive as hell, given yeah. that. He's not bad. Oh, the kid at Washington State who visited Ole Miss that time. Uh, Cameron Ward, is that his name? Oh, is that where he's at? Yeah, yeah I mean, big, strong-armed. Oregon State has kind of built it the old way. They look like a developmental team. Let me tell you something. I saw them in Vegas in December. They they passed, good. They passed every eye test. Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah. No, that league, it's... Like I said, it's, 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 it's the irony of it. UCLA's good this year. It's the irony of it. It's that the league's really strong. The Pac-12 being, I, I said it last week, Pac-12 being this good is almost sad. Like, I'm just oh, it, going. I'm totally depressing. The people who are, like, taking joy in the falling part of that league, I don't get it. It's, it's, I mean, as a kid growing changing up. Changing I mean, the college football world for the worse. As a kid growing up, it was like the pac you know, it was the Pac-10 or whatever it yeah. was at the time. It was like, that was kind of exotic out there, you know, and SC, Stanford and all that. And now it's just gone. It's kind of, I don't know. I, I think next season when there is no Pac, I think it's going to be a little depressing if I'm honest. I, there's not a program in the country I feel worse for than Oregon State. It's a damn good program that is just stuck. What are they going to run the Mountain West? They did win their their little lawsuit thing um restraining order i guess would be would call not allowing anybody else to vote on the pac-12 it's no longer in it yeah so they have the rights to whatever that looks like or doesn't look like moving forward at this point so anyway all right little nfl after the break before we do that i'll tell you about prime shrimp prime shrimp.com seven different Flavors available for you. Everything from the New Orleans style barbecue in the signature to their full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo, and more. You can take care of dinner tonight. A lot of stuff going on. Kids are busy. Let Prime Shrimp help you. They deliver straight to your door. Throw in the freezer. Fewer than 10 minutes. Freezer to plate with restaurant quality shrimp. They also offer their two pound bags of individually frozen shrimp to take care of you. So again, that is code RG. Buy five pouches or more. Get 25% off. Code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They uh, sponsor Neil's Picks. Those will be up tomorrow. Uh, they cover, uh, we, they've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. If you're looking to hire quality, hard to find talent, they can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate and it's uh, free for the company until you hire a candidate that they send. So you've really got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662. 662- 832-5138 or check out their new and improved website service specialist ltd.com uh, oxford's newest greek restaurant on the square is the perfect place to host your uh, 
company dinner, festive party event. If you're already thinking about Christmas parties, think about OPA. Fabulous food, great craft libations. Uh, they can accommodate up to 200 guests for catering or booking information. Contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. The same holds true for rafters, music, and food. Big facility. If you uh, are looking to host a big Christmas party or something like that, get in touch with them. Again, 601-421-7147. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Um, get in touch with John if you're thinking about you know a, a fall vacation. Christmas vacation, thinking about something next summer already, just give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he's going to give you options that you probably can't find on your own. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pinnacle. Martin Palomo and I uh, recorded A Mind on My Money yesterday. That's up where you get your podcast, uh, Pinnacle is uh, based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than uh, 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. Get in touch with them at mypinwealth.com. That's M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink, the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine to take care of you. Get your prescriptions filled the same time every single month. One delivery, everything you need when you need it with G&M or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. And then to transfer your medications, that is easy as well. Make one phone call. They take care of the rest, and you get what you need when you need it with G&M. Again, and Tyson Drugs at 662-236-2222. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Men's and women's basketball tickets on sale. $50 per season ticket for women's basketball. You can get both those at OleMissTicks.com. Also, the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation is doing their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaigns for football. That's Give2Athletics.com to sign up today. Let's see. Uh, just quick here um, as I move into the NFL stuff, but I forgot to mention yesterday, the Ole Miss men's and women's golf teams have uh, set records in the last like four days. Men's golf team finished second in the Knoxville Collegiate, uh, one shot behind Tennessee, but they shot 18 under on uh, the final day of the uh, tournament. That is a program record for one day. And then the uh, women's golf team yesterday, they won the Cougar Classic um, called Charleston hosting that. They uh, shot 36 under as a team for the two days um, to take that. LSU finished second, I think, five shots back. So uh, just uh, And that was, again, a program record for a total score for the uh, women's program. So. Just kind of forgot that. Uh, did you see this on ESPN about the death of the long pass? Something that we talk about with Ole Miss a good bit. They uh, they throw it short, obviously, mm-hmm. a lot. And we go, hey, there's not that deep threat. There's not this thing. And I get that it matters. But it's not the NFL, it actually, is what this is geared toward. But a uh, story on ESPN.com, death of the long pass or vertical plays trending toward extinction um, is the uh, the article here. And the lead that they use to highlight it is coming from the Super Bowl last year. They're blanketing things down the field. Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback. And uh, I'll, I'll read it here. It says, as Gardner Johnson tried to bait Mahomes into throwing the deep ball, 
The quarterback instead found Travis Kelsey underneath. He connected with the tight end on a pass that next-gen stats calculated as a 90% completion probability the second it left Mahomes' hand. The play went down as a 22-yard reception, but Mahomes' pass traveled just under 14 air yards while Kelsey picked up the remaining eight yards after making the grab. It was Mahomes' longest completion of Super Bowl, whatever it was, uh, 57. Despite possessing an arm capable of launching a football 70 yards, he attempted just four passes of at least 15 air yards and completed three of them in the Super Bowl victory. Um, three seasons earlier, he had attempted twice as many of those passes in another Super Bowl appearance for the uh, Chiefs. And it's an entire story about why and what is going on and how it is... Uh, how it's happened. I'm assuming it's about protecting quarterbacks and also about just the elite athletic nature of some of the defensive ends and edge rushers. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot here. So all that is, it's part of it. Um, Essentially, it says that the aerial attack mirrors a league-wide trend that last season saw the fewest number of deep balls attempted to find as traveling at least 15 air yards since 2006. Um, There were 3,416 attempts of at least 15 yards downfield during the 22 to 2022 regular season, the fewest in any season since 2006. But when they did throw them, completion percentage was 45%, the second highest percentage in a season since 2006. So they become more efficient when they do see it and they get it. Um, the trend continued through the first week of the 2023 regular season. Both air yards per attempt and number of passes attempted were lower than even the 22 averages, still going down as this thing moves through. So what gives why? Several of the reasons that it gives is uh, basically defense has just killed it. That forever it was talked about the lockdown corner, and you went one-on-one, and this one guy took away the side of the field, and they said now instead of having islands, you have archipelagos where they're bracketing and doing things and simply saying that guy's not going to beat us deep, and it's allowed things to be more open underneath. It's changed the way they've done schemes and all these different things. Um, And obviously it's a chess match, but – Kyle Shanahan says it's not a Tampa two oriented defense, but it's a very soft zone and the deep ball just isn't there. If you make a living off trying things that a defense is really trying to take away, it's an uphill battle and you're wasting a lot. So sometimes you just take what they give you. Mm-hmm. So it's just nonstop, but you end up with people like Tyreek Hill who can get loose on those inside routes and the stuff over the middle of the field. And it still turns into long games. So it's become more of that type of player that's also going on. I mean, Tyreek Hill goes for over 200 yards against the Chargers in the uh, in the opening. Um, I mean, you just watch you watch how difficult it is to block a Miles Garrett, a Joey Bosa. Yeah, sure. And you realize that you don't want your quarterback getting blindsided. You don't want him getting you know, rolled up. All those things. You want to get the ball out of his hands, and then you get these guys that can operate in the slot, like you know Jamar Chase or. Tyreek Hill or those kind of people and that you see the offense is becoming more creative using the wide receivers almost as run running back options in 2006 43 percent of the passing yards generated by offenses was receivers after catching the ball last year that was well north of 50 percent um as far as catch versus throw at that point they're talking a lot about that talking about a lot about Debo Samuel Christian McCaffrey those type of players that are they're doing these things at a different clip than had been in the uh, time in the past. And then it also says that it's high risk throwing the ball all the way down the field, maybe in double coverage or 40 yards in the air. Um, Mitch Trubisky talking about this. Rather, you can throw it five yards and let that guy run the rest of the way. So the run after the catch has been a huge emphasis, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then also uh, this is the one where I, I get it, but we usually talk about it going down instead of up. 
but they call it the seesaw. Um, the Atlanta Falcons head coach, Art Smith, said that he believes actually it's the way the game's played with a uh, more wide-open game coming from the youth level. So it's PBA football concepts in the NFL. Yes, it's not as crazy as it sounds. The NFL isn't just a copycat league. Football is a copycat sport. Concepts start at the grassroots level, and as a generation of players advance through the ranks, so do to the schemes and styles. On a Texas high school football field, you're seeing a lot of spread. Guys are very talented, skill position guys. You're not seeing some of the old-school intermediate drop-back game. And they're saying that basically the skilled position high school players that make their way to the NFL in those ways, they're positionless. They can't do the things that are necessary in a scheme, so you actually need the shift to your guys, and that's where it's all moving. So they actually think it's moving up, not down at this point. I watched some of a Tupelo Youth League football practice yesterday. Them cats weren't doing the spread. What were they doing? As toss sweep. Little quarterback bootleg. Oh, some power stuff. Yeah, they they the, coming at you. The little the little <laughs> running back the little running back went under the quarterback instead of behind him, and boy, they stopped that play. He blowing the whistle, <laughs> yelling at him, pulling him over. Oh, really? Getting in his face, threw the ball down at the ground. Really? I was like, Whoa! Hey, this is what I'm talking about. In Tupelo, we're getting serious. The Golden Wave in about seven eight years. They're gonna have a dynamic running game. I'm just I told tell you, you they've got a little machine going over there right now. It's 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 coming up through that. They all run the same stuff. It's these cats were serious out there. Some serious football. Their middle school teams are hell. Well, these guys were like fourth, fifth graders probably. Uh-huh. They were some serious cats out there bringing the quarterback to the ground and no thud going on out there in Tupelo. I'll tell you that battle. We're gonna find out who's tough. Um, nonetheless, all that to say that college is the same thing. I mean, frankly, the RPOs are changing things. It takes time. Like it just the, the way the whole game is played. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like in some ways as media and talking heads, you go, God, we don't have that guy. It's like that guy doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't exist the yeah. same way. You just need people to occupy space and do things inside the concept of the offense. It's not about, Hey, go run down the field for 70 yards. And let's do the big, long seven step drop back. And we're going to throw it to you. Good luck. Yeah. Things, I mean, things are cyclical. Maybe we'll cycle back to that at some point. I, I, I kind of doubt it, but. I mean, and they, and they end with that. It says maybe the deep ball isn't dead. It's just hibernating. The NFL cyclical and offensive concept rises up through the levels. Defenses adapt, take it away. Offenses find a new answer on and on. It's a never ending carousel. That's why for 25 seasons as a head coach between Philadelphia and Kansas city, nothing phases Andy Reid. It's a never ending chess match with a finite number of logical counter moves. Just about having the right answer key to the right test at the right time. Quote, this thing is a big full, big circle, so I'm sure it'll come back somewhere. It's like a dog chasing its tail. You just got to stay ahead of it, and it'll peter back around somewhere at some point. Yeah, maybe. Well, look, at some point, some coach is going to go, oh, y'all going to do that? Triple option, bitches. Yeah. We're, we're running this thing at you. You've gotten small at linebacker. You've gotten small at safety. You're trying to run it down. We're about to take your manhood. We're, we're we're coming at you. Yeah, we're putting a fullback in here. And yeah, hey, here we come. Yeah, run I mean, the the wishbone. Yeah, at some point somebody's going to go. No fullback, power eye, Notre Dame box. Yeah, maybe not that, <laughs> but power eye. I mean, yeah, no power eye. Sure, power eye for sure. Somebody at some point is going to go. No, no, we're eye formation. We're we're downhill. We're coming at you. You know, teams start playing smaller and smaller guys at linebacker. Everything's emphasized on speed. You got these. You got yeah. these edge rushers who spend 99% of their time focusing on pass rush. And all of a sudden you just go at them, attack them. I don't know. Maybe that would actually be kind of interesting to watch. 
I mean, maybe Brian Ferentz is on to something here, okay? Maybe maybe it's just... How <laughs> pissed do you think Phil Parker just stays day-to-day? Like, just day-to-day. Thinking his weekly press conference, it's... Yeah. Oh, I think he has to bite his tongue. I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm getting paid, I'm getting a, paid a lot of money. I'm getting paid a lot of money. I'm getting paid a lot of money. And if this doesn't work out, somebody else oh. will pay me a lot of money. He's probably fine. He could get a gig tomorrow wherever he would like it. I think it, you and I talked about this. The thing about them is that they are truly wasting two years of elite defense. They're really, I mean, they're really good on defense. Really good on defense. Like if you put that defense in one of the SEC West teams, they'd win the division. They're good. I mean, defensively, they're they're more than good. Offensively, they are not good. No one's been under a rock. So everyone knows this. Rodgers was confirmed with the Achilles injury that ends his uh, his season. Yeah, the video that showed the ripple. Ripple. Yeah, that was all the confirmation anybody needed. Everybody knew it. What that looks like moving forward, I don't know. We'll see. Wow. People seem optimistic because why not be optimistic? But. <sighs> It's. I find myself pulling for them more now. Like I kind of feel badly for the organization in a way. It, as dumb as that sounds, I so feel I, bad I for them. Like I feel bad for them that they had to answer questions yesterday, the day after losing Aaron Rodgers. They're getting questions about Colin Kaepernick. For God's sake! Oh, were they really? Yeah, and they've come out with no. That's not the route we're going. I mean, he hasn't played in six years. I mean, Zach Wilson's their quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy. And they're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I just don't know that they can win a Super Bowl. Get to a Super Bowl with... Maybe he improves. I don't have any problems. You're hoping. I mean, sure. Be a good story. But, boy. Feels like the ceiling dropped. Well, because the ceiling dropped. I mean, if you're a... If you're a Jets fan, t- yesterday was tough. Today, like reality starts to set in, and today's that's depressing. Well, it's it's on the like nine game loss. It's maybe one of the top whatever like fan base negative moments you can have. Yeah, of course. Because you, you find, I mean, the Jets have been the Jets, and they finally do this, and it's the three, Buffalo's four plays. I mean, you've gotten so geeked. Oh, yeah. Well, the pregame was awesome. And then... Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I saw some of it. The pregame was fantastic. I mean, I, I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not a Bills fan, whatever. I was, but I was watching. I was, I was getting geeked up about it. And then, boom. It kind of depressed me that night. If it depressed me, can you imagine how depressing it was? It's... From an injury in game with the hype and the situation of the franchise, it's about the worst I can remember. I mean, it's not like a trade where you give people away or something like that. Logical. It's just that gut check, how hype you can get, and then pow, boom. It's it's done. It's... Are your Cubs out of the Central? Yeah, I think they're out of the Central. I mean, I mean, not technically. They're four back with, what do they have, 17 left? Is it? I have no idea. Yeah, and they get the last three at Milwaukee, but... Milwaukee is pitching so freaking well right now that they don't lose. The Cubs are playing well. I mean, they won six of the last ten. I mean, they're 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 playing well. They just 
They feel like a wild card team. I think the Braves' magic number is two. Good. I think. To clinch the whole thing? The division. division. Yeah, I'd be glad when they clinch the whole thing. I need them to clinch the thing. <laughs> I don't need to deal with that the last week. You want to see all the Braves' young kids out there on the field getting some work in. Let's, let's. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's spring training again, guys. Hey, get some, get some innings, get some work. Spencer, you've thrown 40 pitches. That's enough. You can see Kyle Wright. He's still getting popped around a little bit. You're, you're fine facing him. Believe me, I've already thought about it. That didn't go well two days ago for, or yesterday, whenever it was. I don't know, two days ago. I'll tell you this about the Brewers. No joke. The Brewers are scary for somebody because when, Burns and Woodruff and Peralta are all pitching well, and right now they are. They are a scary team to face in a postseason series. I don't care if you're the Braves, if you're the Dodgers. That That is a, not a team you want to see. The Braves have a six-game lead for home field advantage with 17 to go. Okay, let's get this done. It's basically done. I mean, that's hard to... be hard to overcome that. Uh. Matt Olson hit his 51st home run for the Braves yesterday, tying Andrew Jones' uh, franchise record. Um, that is the record for the Braves. They are currently well ahead of the National League record, but they are on pace to finish four home runs better than the Major League record for team home runs in a season. Uh, right now, they're four up on whatever that record is. They're a remarkably good team. It was a strange game yesterday because they were they were down one nothing, went up six one, and ended up winning seven six and ten against Philadelphia yesterday. Yeah. Which Philly is the number one wild card team, yeah. I guess. And yeah, the Cubs are a game and a half back of Philly in the wild card. Right now, the Cubs would go to Philadelphia for a series. St. Louis beat Baltimore in Baltimore last night. I mean, they're just beating the hell out of the good teams. How many back are they? Who, Baltimore? No, since St. Louis. Oh. Well, they're completely out of it. Well, just tell me the number. They are 17 and a half out. Oh, that's good. 17 and a half out. That's too bad. Cubs four back, Reds seven back, Pirates 14 and a half back, Cardinals 17 and a half back. That's it, right? That's the last team? Dead last. Oh, it's too bad. It's a shame. They have the second worst record in the National League. The Colorado Rockies are worse. That's too bad. Minus 74 run differential. Mm. I hate that. Colorado's run differential is minus 221. Yeah. They suck. Not not the best. And when you play in that ballpark. Oh. Not the best thing to struggle hitting. Although they're giving the Cubs fits right now. Yeah, but even playing in that ballpark, they have scored 215 runs fewer than the Braves. Playing at Coors Field. Every game. That's crazy. Braves run differential plus 239. Dodgers <sighs> plus 178. That's plus 97. Yeah. The 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 Braves-Dodgers series, if we get it, is and it feels. It's fascinating. Just don't count out Milwaukee's off. Milwaukee's pitching. The Phillies hitting. It's baseball's a short series. That's seven games in baseball. It's not like seven games in basketball. It's Oh, you can get it's a different get deal. weird fast on you. It can get weird quick. As was all over the internet, the new kid up for the Cubs, his um, his did mother see, played. Did you see the two catches? No, no, no. Yesterday, you owe it to yourself to go find them. No joke. How willy are we over here right now? Deep, well, I don't know that he can hit, 
at all? Well, I mean, he eventually looked, he looked overmatched last night at the plate, <laughs> but in the field he made two elite center field plays where you're like, whoa! I mean, the route he takes, the speed that he has, he's he's a game changer in center field defensively, no question. I mean, he might be the best defensive center fielder in the game today. He made two catches yesterday, including one that I'm not sure anybody else in the game makes. Made one in right center where he just kind of comes out of nowhere sliding to get the ball. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm You're not, Willie. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I would be if, if, if he looked overmatched at the plate. So you're, okay. so you're not claiming he's Andrew Jones yet all the way around mm, or no, anything? No, no, We're no. Not Andrew, doing the, Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, people, even Braves fans fail to realize how good Andrew Jones was. He doesn't get the credit because he fell off so fast. But Andrew Jones at his peak. He's a dude. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. was better, and that's about it. Oh, yeah. And he was in the same ballpark with Griffey. And I'm Griffey. That's Griffey. I mean, I'm a Griffey guy. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of grew up at the right time for that to be a Yeah, I mean, he was special. He was special. God. When he came up as the kid and all that stuff, oh, my God. He was amazing. Uh, Jeff Lebby apologized on Monday after his father-in-law disgraced. uh, Former Baylor coach Art Bryles was seen on the field with Lebby after they went over SMU on Saturday night. Uh, the quote from Lebby, just want everybody to understand my father-in-law, his presence on the field after the game of the other day is something that created a distraction, and I do I do apologize for that. said in a prepared statement at the start of his weekly media session, that was not the intent at all. The intent was just to celebrate with my family. And then the question that I had, I think, got answered here, too. The situation called Oklahoma Athletic Director Joe Castiglione and Coach Brett Venables off guard. Castiglione said in a statement on Sunday night, it should not have happened based off boundaries that had been set. But he didn't have a field pass. He came down on the field, I think, without Jeff realizing he was coming down on the field. Sure. And once he's down on the field, what are you going to do? Yeah, you're put into an unwinnable situation that's at that the, point. That's the father of his wife. It's the grandfather of his children. Whatever. He read the statement. I always, if you read the statement, I know that you don't mean it. <laughs> and so I'm cool with it. Whatever. <laughs> our 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 field. If you, our, the stadium was two thirds empty. If you read <laughs> If uh, you can't just talk about it, you gotta look at the thing. I feel really yeah. strongly about this. I'm gonna read it to you. My actions on Saturday were inconsistent with my belief. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I created a distraction and for that I'm very apologetic to anyone who was offended by said distraction. Questions. Thank you. Questions. I'll now take questions about football. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Dylan Gabriel, guys, uh, you want to ask me yeah. about Dylan? Go yeah. for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want right. to ask me about that? I'm gonna refer back to the statement. Yeah, correct. All right, tailgating on Saturday, Georgia Tech and Ole Miss. Josh Still Creamery, Josh Get your tailgate packages 
for the season, including this week. You can order right there on the website. You can pick up at Chicory Market to specify the game you're ordering for. If you'd like to pick up on Friday or Saturday, they're also taking a limited number of grazing tables for football season, so you can fill out the uh, inquiry form under our services on their website. Again, they feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on what you need. They have great specialty trays. They've got their uh, desserts, the fruit trays. We've got the uh, cheesecake dip. It's a favorite, the crudités, and much more. So take advantage of all that with Johnson Hill Creamery. That's johnsonhillcreamery.com. They're on their website, yeah, johnsonhillcreamery.com. College Corner is in Oxford. If you're coming up this weekend for the Georgia Tech game, make the College Corner a part of your uh, weekend. It's right uh, in the Oxford Commons, right off of Sisk Avenue, more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff's going to have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. You can also check out their two locations in uh, Jackson. And you can check them out on the web at uh, collegecornerstore.com. Uh, A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. Uh, all items start at just $1. That's right. Every item's $1, no matter what the retail value may be. You can shop at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Um, they have multiple locations in Nashville, Memphis, and uh, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, Batesville, the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. Or uh, you can call if you're in if you're in Hernando, Memphis, that area. You can call Southern six six two four two nine forty four twenty nine. If you're are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his house in Collierville. Or his office in Collierville, I should say, or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Rebelsretire.com. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. He's donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on uh, both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can serve his customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. Just contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dfarris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender for those who need the extra help. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Yeah, I'm... I've been this way since he was basically hired. I'm I'm out on Venables. I just don't think it ever works to a level that Oklahoma oh. is happy with. I, I don't. It does not feel right to me. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about. I mean, I don't either. Their just deal. a gut, but yeah, there's just it. Just we don't talk about them really. Even you know what I mean? They're sort of a non-entity in the sport right now. When's their game to with? not be a bad team? But yeah, apparently they're good. They're good. When do, when do they play Texas? Uh, a couple of weeks. Texas. I'll be curious Oklahoma. to see that one. Uh, October 7th. Okay. 
Yeah. So the week after LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas week. Yeah. All right. I want to see that game. That's the one you're interested in? Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in that, sure. I mean, that would be a big test. Texas looked really good against Alabama. Also, when we were going over the um, schedules for Ole Miss and LSU that week as far as TV, uh, on Twitter, Matt Smith points out that there is an 8-15 SEC window on ESPN that night. Central? That is correct. Oh, my God. What day is that? Uh, that is the LSU Ole Miss weekend, the 29th. ESPN has a September 30th, uh, 5 o'clock, 8-15 doubleheader window. Wow. So Ole Miss OSU could be 8.15 p.m. <laughs> I mean, you're playing. That's 11.45 finish. You're not even finished by then. You're finished at midnight. College games are not, they're, they're, they're not over in three and a half hours. Not a TV game. Yeah, that's a 9.15 Eastern kick. Um, Again, taking his word for it, but that's. I'm old man yelling at Cloud on this one. I know that's what fans say they want. They haven't played an eight since Alabama that year. Have they had an eight since then? If they have, I don't remember. I, I mean, yeah, they played LSU and Baton Rouge at eight. Did they? Mm-hmm. The night you drove back? Yep. Okay. That was eight. It was an eight o'clock kick, if I recall correctly. Okay. The problem with those games is just... I mean, that's, a, that's a dangerous environment late. Again, you're not thinking about fans. No, it becomes a tired, sleepy, drunk, drunk atmosphere all the way around. But yeah, I just I, I did not know that. So as we were going through those games, just be aware that that's that's what that, that that's what's up at that point. I mentioned the Major League Baseball. The quick thing on that: the AL West is actually where you should draw your attention if you're curious about some pennant races. Astros and Rangers and Mariners all one and a half games away from each other, and they all three could actually make the playoffs. Yeah. So. Got that. The uh, AL wild card is pretty screwed up. A lot of teams still available in uh, in that. The Blue Jays currently would be out um, at 80 and 65 right now. They would be the team that would not make it. And then, as Neil is very aware what the NL wild card situation is at this point. Um, former Brewers general manager David Stearns has been hired as the new president of the Mets. Godspeed oh, to you. Yeah. Good luck. Good, good luck. I mean, it is what it is. Good luck there. There's pressure on him now to, to figure out a way to get Shohei uh, with the payroll that they oh, have. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, their ownership's kind of nutty. Is that? I think if you were to poll the rest of Major League Baseball, the owners and and general managers and presidents and whatnot, the team that would come out as the villain would be the Mets. The villain. Running everything. And just Yeah, you know, just what they're doing with. Everything. Yeah. Just like a temple, payrolls and everything where it's you you know there's pressure on other teams to spend like that and the spending is completely out of hand it's why it's it's fun watching them fail there's nothing fun about the agile the average person watching the Mets and going oh yeah I really want the Mets to oh no well. no them failing was fun this year I mean a total disaster yeah, I actually think everyone, when you really get down to thinking about it, would prefer an 11 a.m. over an 8.15. Like, oh. if you really think about it, I think the 11 is the winner. Maybe not everyone. That's way too hyperbolic. But I mean, eight. this isn't even, I'm not even making this about media. 8.15 is just dangerous. It just is. I mean, that, that is 
people out in the grove drinking pretty excessively all day, getting into a stadium. If it's a C- is CBS, is that what you said? ESPN. ESPN. So ESPN games are going to take at least three and a half hours. So we'll use your time. 11.45 when the game ends. That is a lot of people spilling out onto the roads. 12.15 to 12.45. Trying to get out of Oxford, which was not obviously built for 80,000 people trying to leave at the same time. That's not a criticism. It's just the way it is. That's, that's a lot of, that is a lot of drunk people on Highway 6, on Highway 7 at 12.30, 12.45. It's, that's not a lot of, and even if you're not drunk, there's a lot of tired people like you and me, we're doing a mm. post game show at 1245 and neither one of us, are, we're not built for that, but neither one of us are ever up at 1245. No. And so you the whole, well, get prepared for it. It's very hard to do in a day. You can't right. It's jet lag in a way. You just, yeah. there's nothing you can do. I mean, we're exhausted. I, I just think 815 is really late to kick off a game. And then last thing here, these things are piling up at this point. The uh, And this is not a shock, but the Iowa defensive tackle was ruled ineligible at the NCAA of his appeal yesterday. He was involved in some gambling stuff and some different things. Again, it's it has no direct comparison to Brandon Murray or CSA or anything like that. But I guess my point in this is that I haven't seen where the NCAA has cleared anyone in a brief here in the last few weeks they're not letting anybody in no they appear to be ruling with the pissed off iron fist yeah right this now. is the one thing by god we have and we are using it yeah y'all said you wanted rules okay i mean we're soup nazi in this thing right a little now. bit it's yeah. it, by god no <laughs> peace yeah out yeah like it, it's and now look parents didn't even really fight this this was not one that right. was going to get one but but it's interesting He'd have previously admitted to wagering on an event involving a Hawkeyes team and another sport, but hasn't been charged in the Iowa State investigation in the illegal betting by athletes at both schools. So he's admitted to it, but he's not involved in that probe at this point. It's the compliance nightmare for everybody. Everybody's got these apps on their phones, and in a lot of these states, it's legal. Yeah, Ole Miss is mostly avoiding this because Mississippi is not a DraftKings state. Right. Or FanDuel or whatever, where you can't just do it from your phone. But you can drive an hour. and You can. Do it legally. You can. Just against the rules. But illegal. Correct. Correct. Yes. <laughs> it's legal. Yeah. But you can't do it. Wayne Kiffin on the SEC teleconference today at noon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> is it like it in the old days? It's, Do you have no. the one or two reporters who always ask every coach the same questions? It's, it's a couple of radio guys. Oh, really? And uh, you get a little Bob Holt. Bob's still around? He's still doing it. But it doesn't seem to have the same uh, juice that it once had. It was actually a thing for a really long time. Oh, it was a thing time. that you had to do for a yeah. long time. Not so much. Well, when I was like doing SEC stuff in Mobile ages ago, That's how you get I, mean, it. Oh, I, I mean, I leaned on it. Yeah. So, Kiffin, 12, his last appearance prior to uh, Saturday. Again, Ole Miss, Georgia Tech, 630 from Vault Hemingway Stadium. So, rebelgrub.com. In the meantime, we'll talk to Jeffrey. We'll go over picks tomorrow. Take care, and we'll talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.